What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you, sitting across from my co-host, Anaya Bogue. Welcome to Rad Parenting. Got a great show for you today. I want to remind all of you to keep those iTunes uh, reviews coming. We're up to like 118, and they are unbelievable. And I know I hit on the reviews all the time. It just gets more people into our show when you write great reviews like that. And they make Joe and I feel really good. They do. Because we sit in here and we wonder if we're doing a good job and then we read one of those reviews or get an email from you and it makes it all worth it. Uh, also want to remind you too that we have a producer of the show. Her name is Shelly. She's amazing. She might even answer some of the emails that you send to radparenting at gmail.com. We're pulling together a ton of episodes for 2018 and we've got guests. We've got a lot of great things uh, that we're going to be doing. And at a certain point, you're ready for this? I don't even think I've told you this, Anaya. Oh, wow. Bring it. Are you ready? I'm here ready. We, we are going to make uh, those recyclable shopping bags uh, that say the Rad Parenting logo on there. Nice. And people can, uh, they'll be like able to donate a certain amount of money to Rad Parenting so we can keep doing what we're doing, which is uh, getting the word out about this show. And then in return, they will get a Rad Parenting bag. Tote bag. Can, Love it. Yeah, tote bag. So like they don't have to have the Trader Joe's one. Yeah. Or, you know, and you could just be like, check it out. I'm a Rad I'm Parent. I'm a Rad Parent. Yeah, in your face. Maybe you don't do that. You know, I've told people about Rad Parenting though when I'm at Trader Joe's. And, um, I'll be like, hey, I co-host this parenting podcast. And then they always kind of look at me like the parent, like, uh, and? But now I just say, I work on this rad parenting podcast with this, uh, and, the, and the host is awesome. Her name's Anaya Bogue. And then they'll take the card from me. So weird. Like, if it's just me, they're like, I don't want anything to do with it. But if I tell them <laughs> I work, you know, and they're like, yeah. they got the kid in the stroller. I'm right. like, you'll totally like this. And it's with this rad woman named Anaya Bogue. They're like, okay, awesome. Nice. Yeah. Joe. So there you go. Okay. Promoting. Old school style. Nice. Hey, uh, today's show uh, is pretty cool because uh, we were going through your book, mm -hmm. and uh, Anaya wrote a great book called Nine Ways That We're Screwing Up Our Girls and How We Can Stop. And a lot of you have won it on the show, and a lot of you found out about Anaya through reading her book, so you should check that out. The last chapter in the book uh, is, is, is something that we've, we've never really like done an episode on mm -hmm. and you and I were going back and forth and I saw on the list of potential ideas of shows, one of them was, uh, recognizing your child's path is their own. Mm -hmm. And it just, when I read that on the email that you sent to me, I didn't know that that was the last chapter of the book. Mm -hmm. And it really spoke to me because that has been something as a father that really changed my whole view on parenting once I understood that concept. And I only learned about that concept from sitting across from you for the last two years. And I was telling you before we taped it that I think some of the biggest bumps in the road mm -hmm. that we've had, or at least I don't want to say we, some of the biggest bumps in the road I've had as a father mm -hmm. is when I haven't recognized these two people that I had something to do with making are not extensions of me. Yes. And that, and then I'll throw something out there. And I've said it, ego is not your amigo. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> sometimes the combination of not being able to digest uh, the first part of that equation and then having my ego involved yeah. really led to some bad times. And you know nothing too bad, but just you know yeah. hard times as a dad, and we all learn from our experiences. So today, for the parents that um, are beginning their journey, uh, I thought it would be a great time to touch on this subject. So I'm going to kind of hand it off to you right now because 
like I said, I had forgotten that the last chapter of the book was about this. So when you sent this idea to me yeah. uh, over the weekend, I was like, wow, I really want to touch on that. So can you kind of explain the whole concept? And, and also I got to ask you a question. Why was that the last chapter of your book? It almost seems like it almost would have been the, the first. first. Yeah, no, um, I think because it it really pulled everything together. So there's this great like Maya Angelou quote, which is, you know, courage is the most important quality because without pra- consistently practicing courage, all the other qualities are cannot be successfully implemented. Like you can't consistently be kind. You can't consistently be honest. You can't consistently be, you know, blah, 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 if you don't have courage. And so I think that this chapter was really about like, we all, we have to apply this to every other previous chapter. You have to remember that, uh, you know, and there's this great, there's this great, uh, Khalil Gibran qu- quote, um, that I put at the beginning, your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. And to me, that this, it's so important because we do, we think, and I can remember exactly where I was the moment with my older daughter where I was like, oh my gosh, like I grew this person in my body. Like for a period of time, we kind of were one entity. And yet she is a separate human being with her own thoughts, her own feelings. I cannot get into her head. I cannot climb into her heart, <laughs> right? I can't. I just got to laugh because there's been times I wish I could get in their head. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And sometimes you're like, oh, so glad I'm not in there. But yeah. And so I remember that moment and I realized how important it was going to be. And some of it had to do with, you know, our parents' generation parented differently. And there's been my own stuff that I've worked through over the years and realizing that I've had to spend a lot of time, energy, and money on therapy um, to to find myself, to to know where you know that truest expression of Anea um, exists, because we put so much. There's so much programming from out in the world, but also from our parents who we desperately want to please, even, I mean, even as adults, but especially as kids. And um, I and I also thought today that this was especially important because just conversations you and I have had even about you, your relationship with your dad and how vastly different you are in so many ways, and yet how your dad at really important moments showed up in a way that we're like, this is something I would never do, but like, I'm going to drop you off at this punk rock show, Joe. Or or even the fact, you know, I faced it with my own, my, my oldest daughter, who is an artist, like through and through and makes these phenomenal paintings that I could only imagine in my mind. And when she did her first year of college and was, you know, reasonably successful, but came home and was like, uh, Ma, I know that like, formal education is super important to you and you're totally down with it and you loved going to school and getting all your degrees and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I kind of think it's a game that I'm not really interested in playing and it's not going to facilitate me um, tapping into the truest and most powerful expression of myself. And that was a big test for me because it pushed back so hard on so many ways that I made sense of the world, the ways that I valued in the world, the way that I, I discerned value in the world. And so to have my own child who I, I think so highly of and is just such a force of nature and is such a phenomenal human being, it really forced me to check myself and have that reminder of that moment I had driving down a highway in you know, Manitoba, you know, probably two years after she was born. And, and I had to face that again and be like, oh, oh yeah, like not only is she not me, if I don't support her becoming 
herself and doing the exploration that she needs and creating the experience she needs, then I'm only putting off the inevitable or making it difficult for her to find that truest expression of herself, which is ultimately going to make her the best human she can possibly be. The the everything you're saying right there, it, it I I cannot even tell you how much it rings true with those moments in time that you have, like you just said, when she said, hey, I'm not going to go to college and going to college to you is such a yeah. you know, huge experience and such yeah. a, well, yeah, you are. Like, yeah. That's, that's part of it. <laughs> that's what you do. And, and what, you know, when you, when you brought up my dad, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that, one of the things that I've only grown to appreciate now at this point in my life is exactly what you're talking about. Because as much as everyone, you know, I, and as much as everyone thinks, uh, oh yeah, you know, I'm the dad from the music, you know, world and 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 the record company, and oh, he's a comedian, and he was in the bands, and he looked a certain way, and mm -hmm. he's this and he's that, and you know, all on paper, it seems like wow, that would be great to have him as a dad because I'm sure he's super, I'm I'm sure he's super cool and and open minded to whatever his kids want to throw his way. Yeah. And the honest truth is, is it took a long time for me to be that way, and I would honestly say right now. I'm talking to you. I I would say I'm probably like 60% there, maybe, maybe yeah. 50, you know, 50, 50 for sure, but on a good day, 60. There's a lot of there's a lot of hurdle for me in areas that I didn't realize I would have hurdles. Uh, you know, simple thing. Uh, you know, my son's 13, and you know, it, we, yeah, sure. You've heard me talk about us surfing and skateboarding and and doing those type of things together because yeah, he grew up with that in his life. Um, is that what he loves to do? No. I mean, yeah, he likes doing it with yeah. me and his friends. Is that his lifelong passion? No, not so much. Um, what you know, the music he plays. You know, the music. He's a he's a great piano player. Mm -hmm. And he plays ballads, mm -hmm. you know, like straight up ballads. Uh, that's not my forte in music yes. at all. Yes. You know, if it's not loud and fast when I was growing up, it, it had no place in my life. Um, so where he got that from, I don't know. There's never been a pushback on that because mm -hmm. I, I, I want him to experience It's easy for me in the music department. Yeah, yes. you're playing so much music. I love it. Um, on the personal end, uh, you know, I'll be honest, it, it took a while for me to accept that he's a gamer. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> And and even saying it right now, yeah. it was it was hard for me to uh, to get behind that. Yeah, because I've just I it's had so no, foreign to your so foreign to me. It's and all I think of is you're inside in the dark playing the video. Mm -hmm. And 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 then he had to say to me, Dad, hey, I feel um, I feel like I'm hiding something from you when I play this game. Ooh, I feel good. I feel that I'm disappointing you, yeah. Dad. Um, and he sat down and said, "These are the reasons why I like gaming. This is what I do. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not. It's not hurting my schoolwork. It's it is my reward um, to, uh, you know, after I do my homework. Yeah. And I play with my friends. We talk about it. It's what I'm into. Yeah. And and then when I started listening to him talk about it, he was talking about gaming when he talks to his friends about it." Probably the same conversations that my dad heard me talking to my friends about Black Flag and how Henry Rollins was the new singer. And then before that, you know, the, the misfits were going to come to town. And did you hear what happened to this show? And, oh, dude, the first seven inch by the Ramones came out here. And then the Rosillos, you know, like just, you know, nerding out on a whole topic that was so foreign to my dad. But you know one thing that he never did was 
uh, shame me for yeah. being into something like that. And I wish I could tell you right now that uh, I I took that card from my parents, from my dad's parenting book, because I haven't. Yeah. You know, I can honestly say, you know, when I, I have, you know, shamed my kids when they're doing things that I think are a waste of time. Yes. Oh, what are you doing that for? You know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, come on. And then all of a sudden I go, oh my gosh, dude, you're being that guy. Yes. And, 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 and I don't want to be that guy. Right. And then all of a sudden you hear yourself, you know, just wanting, you know, telling them to follow your path or not follow your path. I don't want to say that, but telling them to follow a path that you feel is, is better. You know, for right. you, it might be like, of course you're going to go to college. Yes. That's what you do. You yes. go away to school. You did And then they're like, yeah. I don't want to do that. Yes. And, and as parents and for our listeners, the, the sooner that you can understand that there are not extensions of ourselves and that they are these human beings. Um, I can tell you right now as a father, you will, I, 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 you will have a better ride. Yes. And, and it, but I also will say this, it's, it's definitely like a muscle you have to work out almost daily. Right. It is because, okay, so, so a couple things though, and I want to make sure that our listeners, because we've talked about your dad before, but I want them to understand like this vast difference. Your mm -hmm. dad, his, his career, really his entire adult life was dedicated to formal, post-secondary education. Higher learning. Period. And so to have a son who was not <laughs> about, like, was about music, not yeah. years and years of education. Yeah, not my house was filled with books. You would go to our house and it was filled with books and uh, books everywhere, every author you could imagine. And I told my dad once, I hate reading. Mm -hmm. To yeah. his face. Ooh, crushing. Yeah. I can, I can feel I that. I hate reading. Because my, my house is very similar. And, and although my, you know, my, yeah, my, both my girls, you know, read, but their love of learning is not is not what mine is. My dad to this day, my dad to the, yeah, my dad to this day just came and he brought me like, um, like, like, I don't even know, like 60 New Yorkers. Joey, you got to read this article gotta, here. He's like, you know, and he's Joey. still, at, 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 even in his next era of his life right now, he just, he just, he was at CIS in San Francisco. He, you know, worked there forever, 20 years, uh, St. Mary's before that, uh, Chicago Art Institute. His whole life has been dedicated to higher learning uh, and always in the pursuit of learning more. Like yes. I, I, to this day, if I, if I spend the night at his house, it, it, he's first thing is he's up in the morning and he's reading an article. He's still, he's still writing articles. Yeah. He's in the pursuit of knowledge at all times. And you know, I on the other hand was in the pursuit of the new, you know, finding out uh, okay what ramp we're going to skate, and in the pursuit of who's coming to town to That's play, right. in the pursuit of getting a keg of beer for the party. And then in your <laughs> and then in your adult life, you those things extended into you know creating a, a a record label and and being in that scene. But I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, he never see the what we're talking about today on this mm -hmm. show. Is he? It was he knew this uh, lesson. He yes. knew this statement better than anybody. And, and I'm, I, and I, I'm going to say that I believe that that is the reason. And this is for all our parents listening, because remember, our goal helping our kids to reach their highest potential. I believe that you have had the success that you have in your on your career path because you had a father that did that. Because the alternative, as Nate has already articulated to you, like go, go Nate for even being able to articulate so clearly, that the inclination, if we feel like we're gonna disappoint our parents, is to either stop doing the thing 
the thing that that is our is our passion that that makes us feel excited about getting up in the morning that makes us feel alive when we're doing it so either we give it up and therefore we give up all of those beautiful things that come with it which leaves a void right and can lead to other bad behaviors or whatever or we force ourselves to go down you know, that, that path, and this is maybe an and or, we force ourselves to try to be the way that our parents want us to be. And we spend a whole bunch of precious time and energy on a path that most of the time, ladies and gentlemen, is going to end up midlife going, I got to, how did I end up here? This is not making me happy. I need to change everything. And then we're trying to play catch up. On that point right there, Anaya, which I love, we're going to take a here, uh, uh, a spot from one of our sponsors, and then we're going to jump back into uh, this episode. Uh, basically, recognizing your child's path is their own path. This is Rad Parenting. Here's a word from our sponsor. Joseph here, hanging out with Anaya Bogue, Rad Parenting. Recognizing your child's path is on their own. Recognizing their own path yep. is their path. Yeah, that recognizing your children's path is their own. There you go. Tongue you go. twister right there. <laughs> hey, uh, really quick, just to just to back up really quick mm-hmm. with, with my dad. Um, I feel like God, we're talking about him so much, his ears must be burning right now. He actually listens to the show. He really, he's a fan. I love it. Is that funny? Like, look at that. I'm here flattered. he has kids that are that are 50. And and he's and he's like I'm gonna listen to rad parenting. Yeah. I'm, you know, like, Still I don't know learning, lifelong him, learner. You know what? I don't know why you I give, give my voice. dad that voice. That's How about the Joey? Is that him? Joey. Joey. He's always like Joey boy. He talks like that. Okay. Joey boy, what's going on? Hey, I love the show this week. It was great. Nice. That's how we talk. Um, with that said, though, one of the things that I recently had a conversation with my dad was asking him. Why is it that I can't learn that lesson as clearly as you did mm-hmm. with raising me? Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, you got to remember, I looked, you know, I remember I looked so much different than him, mm-hmm. the friends I was hanging out with, the people, the music, the, you know, and I know it's hard for some of the listeners right now to, to realize like pre, you know, the nineties, but this is, you know, 1980, this, you know, this is when punk rock was literally being, you were kicked out of school. If I remember I got kicked out of school for wearing a discharge shirt mm-hmm. and my dad walked me down to school the next day and said, you cannot have my son not go here because he has that written on his shirt. And even though my dad couldn't stand the name of the band and couldn't yeah. stand that I'd write that on my shirt, he said, he can the write principal. that on his shirt. Yeah. No, no. He's, and he's yeah. wearing that. I remember I, he made me wear the same, sh- even though I was in trouble at home, right. he was like, well, I hate the name of that band, Yeah, but it is against the law for them not to let you have that word discharge written on your yes. shirt. It's not the F word. Yes. It's not there. So, yes. and he goes, you're going back to school, wear the same shirt yep. and you're going to let you go. There. How did and that I'm, go? It, it went great because the principal was, was, uh, like, you know, he knew that he'd met his match. Yeah. And 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 he, and my dad basically almost said to the principal, I get it. I'm so bummed that he's wearing that as well. But right. you and I can't not let him go to yes. school because he's doing something that irritates us. us this right. is his oh, ride. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, like wow. yeah. Am I bummed? So that, am I bummed that he has that word written on his shirt and it has and he's into that band? Yeah. I don't know. But we're also 50-year-old men. Well, and you know, it's just... the equivalent of like the Beatles haircut. We're yes. not, you know what, you're not going to let a guy go to school because he has long hair? And, and, so, and so let me just like right there, the, the ego-based thing to do, right, would have been, I am not going to have you wearing that shirt to school because that makes me look bad. What are people going to think about me as a parent that I've got a kid that's wearing a shirt with like that he to never school? Did that. And that's not what he did because he was like, this kid is being himself. 
He likes the shirt. It's not hurting anybody. It's not, you know, within the guidelines of, you know, kicking somebody out of school. So that's not happening. He's coming to school. He's wearing what he wants to wear, even if you and I hate it. Um, and that's really important. And that's where we need to get out of our own way and, and check our ego as much of the time as we possibly can. I'm telling you right now that, because I know we're, we're, we might be steering off the path a teeny bit. So I'll steer us back in so mm -hmm. the listeners are understanding what we're talking about, about our children following their destiny, following their path, following their interests, following the things that they love. And I know a lot of parents right now are like, yeah, it's never been an issue in our household. Yeah, because right now your kid listens to the music you love. Wait until they come <laughs> home and they're like, dad, check out uh, Barry Manilow. Yeah. Or hey, I love uh, you know Three Doors Down. And you're like, what? Are yes. you? I, had, I remember I, I had a kid, I remember a dad telling me one of the hardest things ever was um, his son um, being a huge fan of, uh, I think it was like, oh my gosh, I'm what was the band? I'm spacing on it right now. Mm -hmm. It'll come to me in a second. But just music, those type of things. Yeah. Uh, or your your son or daughter getting into a sport that you're like, oh my gosh, I, I never thought they would be into this. Yeah. And and having to check that mm -hmm. at a certain point. Yeah. So so going back to that, um, what are things that you suggest mm -hmm. early on? as our children grow up that you can give yourself those opportunities to start, I don't want to say start the conversations, mm -hmm. but almost start your, um, your ability to step aside and let them pursue and realize they're on their own path. And okay. obviously that doesn't mean like when they're five years old, they're like, I'm going to be a pirate. And you're like, okay, go on the ship, have a good time. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So yeah, like safety, safety first, of course, always. But so, so the first thing is, is to really get this core concept that we're talking about. Like in order to recognize and really embody that, like really feel the truth of your child's path is their own. You have to, you have to understand that in order to live it, in order to organically know the right things to do in order to push past your own ego. You have to recognize that as a truth and know that your ego, I mean, it's rarely your amigo, but it's definitely not going to be your friend when you are trying to implement this, I think, very important parenting tool of recognizing your child's path as their own. The second thing is, is to like never, never, never shame. Like if they're doing something that is, you know, contrary to the thing that is your love or they're, you know, something that you hate, they're, you know, because they're probably going to, if they haven't done it yet, they're going to do it in their teenage years just because that's part of the gig. Um, and then the, the other thing is I think, and um, to take a, a page out of, you know, this story with your dad, because one of the things you shared with me before we started taping that I think is really important is part of the way that your dad got through that is he found a common thread. He found a way to try to understand where you were coming from. And that could happen with a parallel that you can find in your own life. Oh, yeah, I remember when I really wanted to, you know, uh, uh, play football and, and my dad was like a total like nerd. Like he was all about like mental strength, not physical strength. Um, so maybe calling upon that or in the case of your father, you know, what you, what you shared with me is that he paused for a moment and thought like as much as I can't directly relate to my kid being a punk rocker and you know, the spiky hair and the blah, 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 and the loud music. I have students that are out of the box thinkers. And that's really what the punk rock movement represented. Yeah, I mean, he it's, told, it's yeah, pulse. Yeah, was, I actually asked him that. I said, dad, what, you know, what, what was it that, because recently I said to him, 
uh, we were, it was, I think it might've been during like Christmas break. I said to him, dad, can I ask you a question? You know, I find myself so hard on Nate and Chessa so many different times. And I've realized, you know what? I got to back off. I got to let them, you know, be who they are. Like, mm-hmm. you know, n- you know, whether it's gaming, whether it's whatever they're into, I got to let, you know, they're on their own, they're on, they're making their own decisions. Mm-hmm. They're, d- they're teenagers now. Mm-hmm. And my dad said to me, well, you know, the, the advantage that I had was I, I had taught young people my entire life. So by the time you showed up and you were 15, I already had went through, you know, the sixties, the seventies and, you know, yeah. here we are in the eighties. So when you were showing your, uh, the direction that you were going, I realized, you know, I'd always taught these kids and the kids that I enjoyed teaching the most were the kids that were thinking out of the box, that questioned the system, that yeah. questioned authority and that, that questioned him. Yeah. And he was like, oh man, I like I like those type of students. Not that he didn't like the other students, yeah. but I'm enjoying yes. this moment with those students. And all of a sudden he was like, oh, whoa, I've got one living underneath my roof now. Exactly. And he just, and it was, it was just never, um, there was never... A, a, a big, he never made it a big deal. Yeah. And I think that we have to, so the, so the, I would say the third thing is to remember that I think mo- most parents mm-hmm. would say, what I want most for my children is to be happy and healthy in their lives, right? Not just, I mean, not just while they're under our roofs, but ultimately when they go out and they're on their own, what will give us peace and what I would argue is what will give us our greatest sense of success as a parent is seeing that our child can go out into the world and create a happy, healthy life. And if we do not give them the opportunity to build those muscles and figure out for themselves, and which, you know, P.S., what that might mean in practice is that we're not saying my kid's only going to do the three things that he or she ever says they want to do. It is absolutely exposing them to a variety of different experiences and saying, okay, you know what? We're going to put you in dance class and you need to stick with it for at least six months. And if you still hate it after six months or the instrument or the sport or whatever, then we'll pull you out. But you're going to give this a try because this is the only way that you discover what the possibilities are out in the world. And it might just tap into a strength or a passion that you don't even know yet that you have. Yeah. So, so it is exposing our kids to lots of things. It is pushing them through things that they sometimes think they don't want to do to make sure that they get give give it a try. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's realizing that in order for our kids to be okay, not just to be okay, but to really thrive on their own out in the world, we need to provide. A, a really healthy practice ground where they can try on different things. They can push back against norms if the norm is, you know, our house norm, because we want them to push back against social norms out in the world and not just follow the pack because often following the pack means denying that that inner unique genius or gift that we have, whatever that may be, because it hasn't been given the opportunity to, to see the light of day or to be, you know, watered so that, that it can bloom. And that to me is the recipe to happy, healthy humans is get, letting, giving them the opportunity to tap into that passion. The, the, during this whole entire episode, the, it was, it was just running through my mind, running through my mind, the Robin Williams movie, Dead Poets Society. Mm, mm-hmm. Cause that's such a heavy scene yes. where he, at the very end of the movie, you know, the one student that wants to act and his dad won't let him and yes. he's, he's super, that's what he wants to do. And yes. his dad's like, no, you're going to do A, B and C. This is the way you do it. Yes. I mean, that right there is an extreme example of how wrong and how bad, I mean, obviously 
that was the worst example ever, but it was, it's an example it's a of, powerful a parent, one. of a parent saying like, no, you are, uh, you're, you're my shadow. You're going to yeah. do what I say you do. You're going to go to these schools. You're going to do, you're going to study these ways. You're going to get married to this type of woman. You're going to have this type of career and yeah. you're going to like it. Yeah. And that obviously in that movie, extreme case of how wrong that can be. But I, I can say just being, you know, like I said, at the very top of the episode, um, it's it's a it's definitely sometimes can be a journey because you always think you know it's not so much your kids getting into what you're into and you're all excited it's them going down that road of you know like I said I can use music as an example or I can use use uh, sports that they might get in, just whatever and you going wow that's not what I think you should be doing it's not so much I think you should be doing what I say it's just I don't know if that's a, a real uh, good use of time you know and then before you know it you start. I think um, following that pattern of shaming them and and, and not allowing judging, them. yeah, yes, I really, I really do, I really yeah. do, and I and I love today that we touched on this because so many of our listeners have young children, mm -hmm. and right now they can't even imagine it because it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, they're just so little and they're sitting there, and you know, they they're just taking it all in. But at yeah. a certain point, it and it goes so fast that you are dealing with exactly what we're talking about, and it's right there in front of you. And, before you say something that you know you don't want to say, kind of get this in check before. Yeah, there's a beautiful. Just maybe this is a good way to end. There's a beautiful story that Michael Mead always uh, always tells, and we actually use it in our Real Girl and Real Boy programs. It's called the story of Poder, and the essence of it is, you know, when a baby would be born into the world, that the midwife would be the one to see the gift that they brought with them, and then the midwife would tuck it away um, until the child reach ad reached adolescence, which is really when we begin this journey of like who am I? You know, I'm crossing the bridge into adulthood where I'm going to be steering the ship instead of, you know, being along for the ride with my parents steering the ship. And so the, the child at, upon adolescence would be encouraged to go out into the wilderness and search for their gift. And there'd be other people out there that were doing the same thing and they would support each other in finding it. And so Poder goes out into the wilderness and he finds his gift and he's supported. His parents pack him food so that he's, you know, well-nourished while he's out on this journey. And he eventually finds the gift that his the midwife had hidden, and it was basically the tools to be able to create rain. Oh wow! And um, and so he has to hone this skill, and in it, in it, he contributes to his community in a way that nobody else is. Everybody else has their own gifts, but the message of this story is that every human being comes in with a unique and potent gift that is both going to serve themselves in, ter in terms of becoming the fullest, truest version of themselves, but also in giving this gift to the world. And if every human did that, we'd be giving and there'd be this beautiful balance with everybody contributing their unique gift to make us whole in our experience and in our, in our personhood. And I just think that if we can look at parenting through that lens, it will help to guide us in not like, you know what? Yeah, your kid might end up being a doctor or a lawyer or a, you know whatever, just like you. But if your kid is doing that against their core purpose, their core will and their core passion, you might have a really successful, successful in terms of dollars and cents and showing up at work every day. But if that kid is, or now adult is suffering with depression, is not joyful, is, is suffering from physical ailments because of that emotional, you know, denial, self-abandonment, I would go as far as saying, um, you're not going to be, you're not going to feel successful as a parent. So no. that's what we're working toward. And I'll, and, the, and I'll share this, that since I've let go completely of uh, of this like worrying about where it's going to happen, mm -hmm. how are they going to be, where, you know, all of that, and just really allow 
my two kids to be who they want to be. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say that, I don't mean lazy parenting people. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm super involved, but allowing them to have, you know, letting their opinions and their yeah. interests grow. And, and one day they're into this and the next day they're into that. And, and, you know, maybe I've had so much structure, you know, I'm, I'm, I've fought having structure in my life so much <laughs> that I've put so much in it mm-hmm. now, but letting that that those reins go has way has has had a way better relationship, especially with my oldest, mm-hmm. and um, a way better relationship with uh, with both kids. But also, just for me, a, a, a way better just sense of ease. Yes, and it's it, it's and it's great seeing them turn into who they're going to turn into, and allowing that to happen. Yeah, there you go. Great. What do you think about that? I like it. There you go. Buttoning it up right there. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Rad Parenting. Uh, hey, if anyone wants to check out Anaya's book, uh, why don't we do this right now? Um, text the word parenting to 313131, and we will give a copy away to three winners. All right? Perfect. And at a certain point when you listen to this episode down the road, if you're hearing my voice right now and it's like six months after the episode aired, we're probably not giving away the book. But you know what? Still try. Text the word parenting to 313131. We'll give away three copies and they will write something really, really nice inside. Also, uh, hit us up any emails or comments or questions, radparenting at gmail.com. My name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bogue. We're out of here. Late. Late.